0: Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. That the Colts won't have to use one of their backup quarterbacks. That's a great thing. This is Breakfast with Kent. I'm Kent Sterling. Thursday, September 30, 2021. We're brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, just the best there is. You need a great ambassador for improved dental health, and Dr. Mike O'Neill fills the bill better than anybody else. He's been my dentist for 28 years. Make him your dentist today. 317 849 2933. Let's talk about the Colts. They got a game coming up Sunday against the Miami Dolphins, and it's going to be backup quarterbacks on parade, right? You got Jacoby Brissett, the backup quarterback for the Dolphins. He's pressed into action because Tua is not going to be able to play again. He was the backup quarterback for the Colts the last two years. they really the starter in 2019 because of the retirement of Andrew Luck. You got to beat Jacoby Brissett. You paid Jacoby Brissett a lot of money to not win you so many football games. You learned during that period that a good backup quarterback is not going to help you win a championship. So why employ one? We talked about this a little bit yesterday. The Colts did the right thing. Chris Ballard did the right thing. Do not invest in a quality backup quarterback because at the end of the day, they are empty dollars. You're just spending money you're never going to see on the field in an impactful way, in a winning way, because backup quarterbacks don't win games and they don't win championships almost ever. Nick Foles, uh, the, one of those anomalies back in 2017 came in for Carson Wentz, not coincidentally, and took the Eagles to a championship with Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator, but Carson Wentz feels much better. The ankle is much better than it was last week, so the Colts, they're not going to have to put a non-ambulatory Carson Wentz out on the field to get pummeled against the Miami Dolphins, and that ultimately is a really, really good thing. They have no faith in the guys they've got backing them up. Jacob Eason, Brett Hundley, maybe Sam Ellinger. He's starting to work this week, and that's an important step toward maybe having some competence, cheap competence, at that backup quarterback spot. Ellinger, a sixth-round draft pick out of Texas who got hurt during camp and hasn't been able to do much since, went on IR. Jacob Eason, I don't think the Colts think can play dead. And Brett Hundley, we know can't play dead because even in 2017, when he stepped into the breach as Aaron Rodgers was unable to go, led the Packers, a good Packers team, to a 3-6 record. So you know kind of where you're headed if you don't play Carson Wentz. And it's no place good. Wentz going to go this weekend. Now, that's the good injury news. The bad injury news is that the Colts have eight starters who didn't practice yesterday. And another two, not including Carson Wentz, who were limited yesterday because of injury, including Jonathan Taylor and Mark Lewinsky. There you go. The Colts, they got injury problems again. Look, the, the Dolphins have one guy, William Fuller V, sat out practice yesterday. One guy. The Colts had eight. Morning, Nomad Law. Coffee's on. Good. Time for breakfast. Let's go. It, Week after week after week after week, the Colts' injury list is like yay long, and their opponent's injury list is yay long. Why is it that the Colts are injured so disproportionately to anybody that they compete against? It's unbelievable. Week after week after week after week. And this isn't just this year, this isn't just against the Rams and the Seahawks, this goes and the Titans. This goes back years. What's going on with the Colts and their injury report? Now, maybe they're not any more injured than anybody else, and they're just a little more transparent the way they list guys. I don't know. But the Colts have got injury problems that their opponents do not seem to face. Thank you very much, Brian. Appreciate it. Uh, by the way, Colts, a two-point dog this weekend against a bad Miami team that can't stop the run. I love it. We'll, talk, we'll make our picks tomorrow. Ivan the Idol. Studying the numbers, crunching, going over film, trying to figure out exactly where to make the proper investments this weekend. But I got to tell you, Indiana, uh, Penn State, Penn State minus 550. Now, you think minus 550, that's a crazy number. You don't make anything. You don't get anything back when you bet a a favorite at minus 550. Uh, No, no. You get 18% back. If your 401k, we said this yesterday, if your 401k makes 18%, you are in love with the guy managing your money. You can make 18% in an afternoon or evening betting Penn State plus 550. I am certain that Ivan the Idol is going to love the Denny Lions in Happy Valley on Saturday night on ABC. Uh, and the Colts Dolphins plus minus number is 42. That's not a lot. That's the winning score, like the losing score can't be anything more than 20, right? To hit that over number. I'm usually not an over number guy. This week with the Colts and Dolphins, hell, you're going to stumble into 42 points, right? We'll see. The NCAA, here's what the NCAA is doing. The NCAA cracks me up. The NCAA is saying we are going to, as part of our gender equity uh, it, it, you know, uh, feel-good kind of enterprise, we are going to use March Madness to market the women's basketball tournament. You know what this is? This is nothing more than the NCAA figuring out a way to address gender equity concerns in the media without spending any money. That's what this is. It's a new decal on the floor. That's all this costs, and i got to tell you the truth. I had no idea that the NCAA wasn't using March Madness to market the women's basketball tournament. Why wouldn't they? Gender equity became a thing this past March when at NCAA tournament sites, the men's tournament, because of COVID, they had weight rooms that were beautiful, wonderful. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, No, we cannot beat Penn State again at Happy Valley. Penn State is much better. Indiana is not as good. And it's there instead of here, so no, can't. Um, but the the women's tournament, they had like a little universal in the corner, like they were a nineteen seventy five high school athletic department, and and the men had this kind of robust place within the within the bubble in the convention center in Indy, where guys are able to do whatever they need to do. Yeah, women, not so much. So the women correctly went haywire, like they went ballistic, and said, why do we not have the facilities that the men have? And the NCAA said, you know what, we're going to look into that. And so they have. And their recommendation to this point is putting a decal on a floor. That's just, like, what are you doing? If you want gender equity and if you're going to stand for something, stand for something and write the checks necessary to back that play. And, and I hope that the NCAA does more than use the term March Madness to market the women's basketball tournament to bring gender equity to college athletics and to basketball, for God's sake. Like, what are you doing? And I've been in these meetings, not with the NCAA, but I've been in these meetings where, you know, hey, look, you know, you're going to go into these meetings And you're going to try not to spend money. Your job is to stand in the way of anything that's going to cost us money. We need to make a splash, but let's not have the ripples cost us. That's what the NCAA is doing. That's what gender equity means to the NCAA. And that's pathetic to this point. We'll see if there are other recommendations that they make that are actually meaningful and are going to bring some measure of, of equanimity between the genders in the NCAA basketball tournaments. The men, they got it rolling. You know, they're the Rolls Royce of tournaments. They got the women driving around in a pinto. Let's go. It, you, you can't, you know what, put one of those beaded seat covers that taxi cab drivers use, you, you can't put that in the car and say, hey, look at that. You got a new car. What are the idiots? Please. Uh, Cubs, they won last night. Wilson Contreras with three RBIs in a 3-2 win against the Pirates. How little fun must this be for Wilson Contreras and Kyle Hendricks coming down the stretch? Jason Hayward, too, who's not, I don't believe he's playing at all, and that's fine by me. But the Cubs playing against the Pirates, Cubs with 90 losses, going from first place in June all the way to seventh from the bottom. In Major League Baseball, just terrible. Uh, the Rickets are quickly becoming the worst ownership group in the city of Chicago, and that is not easy given the competition. All right, you got you got the McCaskies that you're competing with. If you're the Rickets, and you've become the worst, how is that even possible? Like the McCaskies are are a bottom five ownership group in all professional sports, and the rickets are somehow sinking more quickly than the McCaskies. That's outrageous. The city of Chicago deserves better. So what do the Bears do? The Bears buy Arlington Park, or they're going to. They've entered an agreement to buy Arlington Park from the Churchill Downs Group. And so what they're going to be able to do is leverage that, uh, leverage a Chicago Park District to either build a new stadium or the Bears are going to build their own stadium out in Arlington Heights and I don't know how they're going to finance it. I don't know if they have the money to get that done. So, uh, but it isn't going to make any difference. The Bears would rather buy a new stadium than actually do the work necessary to put a quality football team on the field. That's where that's where Bears' ownership is. Fun to live in Chicago. You got the Hawks. You got the Bulls who have historically stunk. They're going to be a little bit better. Ricketts is a disease. Ricketts. Uh, Chicago, suffering from rickets. Absolutely. <laughs> That's very funny. You got to write for me. Uh, let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this, what is going to be a gorgeous Thursday. It's been a really nice week. I'm telling you, if you want great weather in your life, you moved to Indianapolis at least from about Labor Day to the middle of October. Weather is beautiful here then. It's like 74 every day, sunny, wonderful. Talk to Chuck Lofton. Chuck Lofton knows. Birthdays today. The great Connor Reardon celebrating a birthday. My nephew celebrating a birthday. There you go, Julie. Dance Dancing time. If Julie's dancing, you know it's a big day. Paul Casey. Hey, how about that? Celebrating a birthday. Jeanette Cruz. Joshua uh, or Mark Skirvin. Michelle Murphy. Lawrence Knoll. Cheryl Owens. Bradley. Lewis, Walker. Larry Hager, Gary Schwartz, Ashley uh, Short, uh, the great Wally Levitt celebrating a birthday. Corey Claris, happy birthday. Artie Clear, hilarious comedian, happy birthday. The great Art Volo, the chronicler of all things radio, Art Volo, celebrating a birthday. Don Sparks, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate Michael cow just like Julie did. Run, run, run. We'll talk to you this afternoon inside Indiana Sports Now. <laughs> <laughs>